This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Glenn Beck, the Blaze Radio Network. We're going to be talking to Heather McDonald. There is no better friend outside of law enforcement than Heather McDonald. I've said that before, and I truly mean it. Joined on the line by Heather McDonald. Heather, how are you? Great, Sheriff Clark. It's always such an honor to speak with you. Likewise, and I gave you an introduction in the opening, uh, so they kind of know your background, your latest book, The War on Cops. That is a must-read for all law enforcement officers, people outside of law enforcement who want the research and want the data and the statistics to fight back in this war on police. Now, you authored an article that appeared in the Wall Street Journal over the weekend, and you indicate that uh, Trump can end the war on cops. And in it, you state that Donald Trump's promise to restore law and order to America's cities was one of the most powerful themes of his presidential campaign. His capacity to de- deliver will depend on changing destructive presidential rhetoric about law enforcement and replacing the federal policies that flowed from that rhetoric. How does President-elect Donald Trump go about doing that? Well, I would love to hear him or or his uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions give a speech just laying out the facts for the American public uh, that policing today is data-driven. There's no government agency more committed to the proposition that Black Lives Matter than the police and that there is simply no evidence that policing is shot through with uh, racial bias or that we're living through an epidemic of racially biased shootings of police officers. And, and he should promise to, you know, investigate misconduct when it legitimately, when there's legitimate evidence that it's occurred and of course, officers have to be held to the highest standards of courtesy, respect, and lawful behavior, but the public has to stop fighting officers. They have to stop resisting arrest. They have to cooperate with criminal investigations. As you know, Sheriff Clark, a detective will tell you he could solve every single murder in the inner city if he got the witnesses to cooperate. And instead, because of the no-snitching ethic, uh, nobody's talking. And and that's that's the reality that cops are facing today. There's no doubt about it. It's part of the cultural dysfunction that I've talked about that exists. And it's not all black people. I'm not even intimating that. You aren't either. But there is some cultural dysfunction that goes on, like you mentioned, the no snitching, a lack of respect for authority, lack of respect for the police. Now, you mentioned Jeff Sessions. He's the president-elect Donald Trump's nominee to be the next attorney general uh, of the United States. And I indicated when uh, Donald Trump ran for president, I said one of the things that he can do, because as you know and you point out, you know, local policing is a local issue, but the feds can play a role in helping us. But you mentioned Jeff Sessions, and I said one of the things the president-elect can do is appoint an attorney general who understands policing, who is a supporter of the police, a supporter, strict supporter of the rule of law. 
How do you think Jeff Sessions can help and will help? Sessions is a remarkable appointment. It could not have been better. Amen. And and as you know, uh, Sheriff Clark, you have been one of the most fearless exponents of the immigration rule of law. And for people who believe that immigration should be a function of the American people deciding what their laws should be, not a function of people outside the country deciding whether they want to enter illegally, Sessions uh, could not be a better pick because he has been the voice within the Senate for uh, immigration enforcement and the rule of law. But on the policing matter, he's also stood up against the phony narrative that mass, so-called mass incarceration is another uh, idea of where racism is, is dominant. And One of the myths. He's pushed back against this myth that the reason that there is a disproportionate representation of blacks in prison is because of criminal justice racism. The reality is, sadly, criminologists have tried... <clears throat> decades to find this evidence of criminal justice system racism. They always come up short and against their most fervent desires are forced to conclude that it's crime that is resulting in disproportionate representation of blacks in prison. And Sessions will, I think, try to put a break on this effort to de-incarcerate and decriminalize that is contributing to the crime increase that this country has experienced over the last two years. Now, one of the things that you point out, you've done extensive research on, is this theory that you offer about the Ferguson effect, where police have cut way back on pedestrian stops, public order uh, enforcement, I call it quality of life enforcement, uh, assertive policing, discretionary policing, that they've cut back in minority neighborhoods because of this war on cops and now this fear to to actually go out and, like I said, assertively police for fear of being uh, caught up in some uh, United States Department of Justice uh, uh, dragnet, if you will, and called racist. What effect has the Ferguson effect had on a quality of life for black people living in these high-crime neighborhoods? It means that their voices are being ignored. You know, I don't blame the cops for backing off because if they're told by the most powerful segment of society, which is the media, the political class, the academics, that they're racist for enforcing quality of life laws. Uh, and, and when they encounter uh, this virulent hatred in the streets now, they're human and they're going to back off. But there's another segment in the black community that is not represented on CNN or MSNBC and these are the people that I hear every time I go to a police community meeting in places like Harlem or central Brooklyn. These are the good law-abiding bourgeois citizens who beg the police to restore order, to clear the corners of the youth who are hanging out, fighting, smoking weed, to get the drug dealers off the streets, to get rid of the illegal vendors, to get the kids out of their lobby. And the irony that the cops face in today's racially charged world is that they cannot respond to those heartfelt requests for public order without generating the racially disproportionate 
stop and arrest data that the Justice Department under a President Obama or an ACLU can use against them in the next racial profiling lawsuit. You know, one of the things that I admire about you, Heather, is unlike many academics who sit up there and offer these theories and they, they write these reports from these ivory towers, they're not at street level. They don't talk to street cops on the front lines. They don't talk to um, uh, everyday citizens that, are, that have to live with this crime and violence. And you have done that. You go down to street level. And most of these people be too afraid to do that sort of thing. Uh, I want to thank you for the work that you continue to do on behalf of not just the police, but on behalf of every law-abiding citizen in America who appreciates the rule of law and what it does to maintain some standard uh, that we all want to live under uh, inside these neighborhoods. Again, Heather McDonald's book, The War on Cops, a must-read. And, Heather, thanks for joining me, and Merry Christmas. Well, Sheriff, thank you so much. And I'd like to tell your listeners to pre-order your book, Cop Under Fire. I'm sure it's available on Amazon, and if not, uh, they should just sign up as quickly as possible because it's a fantastic, uh, elevating peon to American greatness. Well, Heather, thanks for that endorsement. Uh, Coming up in the next segment, we're going to talk immigration. And that is going to be, like I said, in the first hundred days, one of the things that this Congress, this new Congress, is going to have to deal with, uh, keeping in mind that the Constitution says the Congress has the enforcement and, and the, um, uh, is empowered to create uh, immigration laws. The Congress, not the President of the United States. President of the United States, or President-elect, I should say, Donald Trump has made it very clear uh, that he wants something done. Uh, to finally fix this issue of immigration. But uh, we'll talk about that again. The number is 888-727-2325. It's 888-727-BECK. You'll want to get in on that conversation. I'm Milwaukee County Sheriff David Clark. In for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Program. 888-727-BACK. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. 